sometimes simple is better. Get yourself a cup of tea or a beverage of your choice and get comfortable at the Beanbag Cafe. We talk about all things motherhood and modern day parenting without losing you in the process. Because after all, you were someone before you became someone's mother. I'm here to honor that. We dive in to all kinds of topics, whether how to prioritize you as a mom, how to choose the most useful items in your baby registry, or how to surround yourself with mom friends that uplift and support you. We have it all. Motherhood can be challenging, so let's do it together. One bedtime routine at a time. Welcome to the Beanbag Cafe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm bringing you another jam-packed, full of wisdom episode with my friend Callista from New Mom Boss. I've done a few episodes with her in the past. It's kind of becoming a regular little thing that we've got going on here. Uh, so I will have them listed in the description box below if you're interested in hearing our other conversations. Uh, there's something about our relationship and our friendship where we kind of dive deep into these topics that both interest us and we come from different perspectives and experiences and it's really interesting to listen. So today we did a similar thing where uh, we just switched on the camera and we recorded how we're feeling while we're in big transitions, which uh, for Callista, she is moving. You'll hear all about it. She's moving um, to her kind of forever home, but she's doing big renovations. So she's staying with her mom and that comes with its own set of challenges. And then I, when I'm recording this episode, uh, am in Spain on a month long uh, vacation, I guess, but also like a work out of home situation with my family. So we're just talking about things that make things make it easier for us during times of change, transition, helping our kids uh, weather different um, hurdles in their life. So if you're interested, I hope you will check out this episode and keep listening. Uh, and I can't wait to bring you more episodes with Callista in the future. All right. Hey there, mamas. Welcome back to another collaboration episode of the New Mom Boss podcast with me, Callista Anderson, and my good friend, Julie Fernandez of of Julie Fernandez Coaching, I guess, <laughs> and the organized mom. <laughs> Thank you for having me again, Callista. It's been so fun. Oh my gosh. I know. Like we, even before we hit record, we're already talking and I'm like, we have so much to talk about all the time. It's like so nice to just be able to record it and share what we do talk about. Cause it's so much of like mom stuff and also just self stuff that I don't think a lot of people get to talk about, you know, like you're one of the few people I talk about the bridge or the crossing of mom and spirituality and coaching, self-development, and I love all those topics. So I'm so happy we get to do these episodes together. And today we are both kind of in not a normal situation, you know? Um, we're in limbo. So thought, yeah, we're both in limbo. And rather than just catching up on the phone, you know, we're just going to catch up in real time with each other and talk to you guys as well catching up with our lives and see if you guys can relate to this. If you're a pregnant mama or mama with young children, I can almost guarantee you'll come to a point of limbo at some point in your journey. And so, yeah, just to get caught up and to open up the topic is, you know, how do you manage when you're not living in your home? So right now 
my family is living with my mom, the five of us, because we sold our home and we bought another home, which is under major renovation and it's taking longer than we had anticipated. And this is our first time ever doing a major renovation. So lots of lessons being learned. And Julie is out traveling. Yeah, I'm actually in Spain, which is really amazing. The the challenge is that, well, obviously we're not in our home, but we're also like way off on the time difference. So because we kind of did an extended travel, because we were actually also supposed to be having renovations in our home, that was kind of what started this whole thing, why we ended up traveling for like a month, essentially, uh, which is quite a long time to like displace your family. Anyway, one of the challenges is that we're on a different time zone to everybody else. So we're like, my husband and I are trying to work when we're like on Europe time, but most of the people we work with are in the US and it's just, you know, and then like managing kids and stuff. So it's definitely a learning curve to be flexible and then to also expect your kids to be flexible based on decisions that you have made. Like they didn't decide to travel, we did. Um, like like you, Calista, you decided it was a good decision for your family to move and now your children kind of just have to, they're along for the ride. And it's interesting to see how they pick up on our energy. That's going to dictate, I think, how they behave. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, totally. Because there were definitely days or days in a row where it was stressful because we had, you know, the moving truck coming and we had to get our things over to my mom's house so that we have what we need for the next month, probably. And that's the other thing. It's like, we don't have an exact time. (laughs) We're kind of at the mercy of the contractors, right? Like, so Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be three or four weeks. But again, it's already taken longer than we thought because things popped up like plumbing issues and asbestos. And so, you know, it's definitely an exercise to practice patience and not Mm -hmm. let it ruin your vibe and it's really learning how to not only like get in flow, but like just be flow, you know, with whatever's happening. And when I feel like when I am in that place where I'm just kind of rolling with it, you know, then my energy is much more pleasant to be around and the kids are fine. They're just playing, they're doing their own thing and they're not picking up on any of my stress, which is really good. Mm-hmm. It's such a, an exercise in surrendering control, especially with travel too, because traveling in this kind of world is a little crazy for sure. Mm-hmm. Plane delays and COVID and all this kind of stuff. But for you and renovations, it's kind of like COVID contractors, right? It just, it's, they've got the reputation now that things can take like however long you expect, just at, just double that amount of time. And then at least you won't be disappointed when they finish earlier than you expect. Right. There's something about not having an end date to things that makes it a little harder to feel relaxed in it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. It's like, and you know, the unknown yeah. is uncomfortable. So when you don't mm-hmm. have a known date, it's kind of like, you know, I've only, I packed clothes for like a month probably, you know, and I don't know what things we're going to need after a month. <laughs> You know, but things are okay. Like, so the stressful part was, you know, decluttering and packing the home because we had to be, that definitely had a date. We had to be out of our home because we sold it. We actually leased Mm -hmm. back for two months, but that wasn't enough time for our new home. And so getting to that date was, it came fast. And so juggling 
you know, the kids and work plus all the moving things like packing plus the renovation simultaneously was was a little stressful. But now that we're out of the house and we're staying at my mom's, like I've been able to just kind of relax a little and focus just on the renovations more cleared up a lot of space and it's it's felt really good and I've I had to remember to treat myself because I've just been go 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 for the last several weeks and this week it finally felt like I was able to slow down and that's actually one of my things I know it's really early to talk about new year stuff but (laughs) I'm like 2023 I want to slow down you know (laughs) right right well I think moving it just takes a lot out of you it's just that adrenaline, that like low grade adrenaline that you have to keep it all together, moving or big transition, even travel to a degree where you can't like fully exhale. And like we're talking about travel with little kids, where it's like people will argue that traveling with little children is just doing the same stuff in a different location. So, you know, it's not like the most relaxing thing, I guess. But um, with with moving, it's like that's why people don't want to move all the time because it's it's a lot. Like you, you feel unsettled. Like we want to nest and like put down roots and especially cause you're moving to more like of your like forever home, you know, so you probably got high expectations of how you want this to feel. And you know, it's like you, you're almost there, but not there yet. Yeah. Well, it's really nice because we get to choose all the things. Like it's going to be like exactly how we want it within reason. And so that part is really nice. So that's really exciting, but you know, there's the cost. There's actually. That's that's like a loaded word, cost. There's the cost and then there's the cost <laughs> right, to all of, right. all of it. But yeah, it's it's definitely an adventure right now. But you made a huge move. Like I'm just moving 25 miles away from my current, you know, area. And, right. you know, I'm able to go back and forth and, you know, between where my mom lives and, and the renovation. And so it's, it's a little different, but you made a huge move from New York to Texas and mm-hmm. pretty quickly too. So what was that like? So, you know, this is something that I like try to work into my coaching practice as well. It's all about how you view it, right? Your mindset. And so for me, coming from South Africa and moving to the States, granted, I did not have children. So I like, I really didn't have the, the baggage that I have now. Uh, but it's all like relative, you know? So in my mind, I know that that type of move, like it's uh, Austin, New York to Austin, it's a cross country move. It is a big move, but comparatively, it's like, wow, I did this. Like I moved across the freaking ocean. There was just so much more to that. I mean, there was, you know, you have to get a new cell phone. You have to open a bank account. You don't know the, like how things work. You don't have any kind of history. Whereas this was like, we're established. And I kind of just went into it as like, you know, this is an adventure. I like adventures. I like change. I'd been, we'd been in New York for about 10 years at that time. And I think I never really thought I would live in New York for such a long, I didn't think I'd live in New York, but never mind for such a long time. And it was becoming, it, the move was a little easier because we were like coming off like New York winter in height of like pandemic um, with two little kids. Then I had like the third one. But I mean, we just, we decided to move before she was born. And just like this, this idea that we needed, like we just needed like a fresh start. And I kind of love the concept of moving. Like I don't like it when I'm in it necessarily, but I love the idea that it gives you this, this reset, you know? So like I really tried to think of it as an adventure in like a positive way. And I also felt like, Hey, you know, like if this doesn't work out, we'll move somewhere else. Right. Which 
is a flippant statement. Because then when you start to unpack that, you're like, well, do I really want to pay to move, pack all my stuff up? Da, 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 da. But at the end of the day, like if it's if it's not working, you know, we can leave. There's no no one holding us to live somewhere. So it took the pressure off from doing like a big move. But it wasn't, I mean, it had its moments. Like we stayed in like multiple different places in, on the way to getting there because we had to move. We sold our apartment. We had to move out. We went to go and stay somewhere before all our things had to get across the country. That took like two or three weeks, I think. So we stayed in Airbnb. Then we realized we'd stay in another Airbnb. So it's like moving from one place to the next. And I mean, that's why you, that's why you can't move all the time with, with children at least. Like it's a lot. It's like a lot on your body. It takes time to recover. <laughs> right. You know. But when you're kind of in this situation, whether it's traveling or living somewhere temporarily and you don't have all your things, it's a good practice of living minimalistically. Like you just right. have your essentials and a few things. Like I look at, so our things are now in our new home in our, it's a three car garage, but we're using one, the one car garage part as our storage. It's like mm-hmm. our whole house is in that one car, like from floor to ceiling. <laughs> And right. our house, that's our home. That's our life. Our like normal life is in that little part of the garage. And we just have like our clothes and our toiletries right now. And, you know, we really don't need that much stuff. But at the same time, it is so nice to be in your own home and you have your routines. Like right now, our baby, our almost three-year-old, he's going to be three in September. This was the part I'm, I'm dreading. He's sleeping in the bed with my husband and I. And then my other kids are sharing a room. Thank God my mom's house is pretty roomy, but, you know, there's not an extra room for him to, well, I guess we could have used her, my mom's office, but we, you know, to make things easy, he's sleeping with us. And once we move into the new house, like that's, I'm a little, you know, like, uh, what is the sleep going to be like? Sleep training all Mm -hmm. over again. And Mm -hmm. he's not a baby baby anymore he's a toddler right he right can, yeah he was kind of out of his crib before and we found a solution to that you know just for you moms with with babies who you don't want to climb out of the crib you can use a sleep sack like a toddler's sleep sack because mm. then they cannot raise their leg high enough Legs. to go over the mm. railing mm-hmm. and then second tip tied to that because he's such a smart little bugger he mm-hmm. was unzipping himself. <laughs> so we put a shirt over the sleep sack. Oh, smart. So he yeah. does not know how yet to take a shirt off. So right, that right. had been working for a while. But yeah, the next chapter in his the sleep part is going to be interesting. He was sleeping in his own room, though, before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's yeah. so he's used to that. He's, I mean, yeah, I think you'll obviously get there but like this is you, you're gonna explain it to him as like this was this is how we slept in whatever you call grandma's house and now you're going your own bed maybe maybe this is an opportunity to put him in his big in a big boy bed or to convert his crib yeah. i i'm thinking i'm going to convert the crib and if he comes if he wakes up and comes to our room in the middle of the night that's okay my thing is like they should sleep in their bed like start off the night everyone sleeps in their own bed right. And then right. if they have, you know, if they get scared or have a nightmare, they can come to our room. Yeah. That's kind of like my little rule is everyone sleeps in their own bed, at least to start off with. And right. the other kids were pretty good about that. Just once in a while, you know, if they had a nightmare, they'd come over. And then when I got right. pregnant with her, that 
like had to stop again because there's just there wasn't enough room for me my belly right. and a, another baby <laughs> right right a big baby yeah but that's also interesting because like you i think this is i mean this might veer off into a different topic but you set that boundary right because you were like hey i'm pregnant and i will not i cannot have someone else in the bed like my sleeping is too important i'm uncomfortable as it is and you you set this hard boundary it's when we're like well mm, they you know like i know i had that with my first son with my first child trying to wean him from breastfeeding when i got pregnant with the second one and i was like i do not want to be pregnant breastfeeding not because well i was told it was like more painful it wasn't really that it was painful necessarily when you're pregnant breastfeeding it was more that i didn't want him to be like oh there's this new baby and now she needs milk and i want milk like i wanted there to be a big enough time that he wouldn't get jealous or whatever but the point being like i needed that hard stop as a boundary to stop a habit essentially like not a bad habit but like a habit that i wanted to stop even though he would have probably continued to breastfeed till he was like 25 right <laughs> so like the same thing with the bed and what i will say is having done this moving thing and bed thing a lot so like we we had that too where we moved from our little apartment to what is arguably a much larger house with like an upstairs downstairs and our kids sleep in austin they sleep upstairs and we sleep downstairs because in texas for some reason the master bedrooms many of them are on the ground floor anyway i think it's as like people age they don't want to be climbing the stairs and i'm like i don't care when i'm 85 i'm still climbing those stairs but anyway so <laughs> so so for like i you know like for once when you get into your house it's like i would give your kids I would give them like at least a week where things are not going to be like perfect. Like they're going to, they might be calling out to you because it's a strange room for us. It was like, they needed a little nightlight. It was more my three-year-old now four-year-old that struggled versus like older brother, I think. And even coming here, we had the same issue. We played musical beds a little bit. We, you know, it took us a little while. Like she'd wake up in the middle of the night and like, it's always a little bit rocky. And I think if you go in there expecting that transitions look different for everybody and they look different at different ages and different personalities. Some kids will just go with the flow and some will have more difficulty rather than expecting like, okay, day two and they're still like not going to bed or they're waking up in the middle of the night and like, and then getting flustered and having this, putting out that kind of energy of trying to control the situation where they just need that extra little bit of like TLC as they adjust because they are younger and they don't know and they don't have the perspective that you have as an adult. And like, it's a proven thing that when you sleep in a different bed, like when people travel and sleep in different beds, like hotel beds and things for the first time, you actually, your body knows you're not in the same bed and you don't sleep. Even as an adult, you don't sleep well. So, you know, we have to be kind to our little, our little people that are yeah. transitioning, you know? Yeah. And the thing with boundaries, it's definitely an art. And mm. I think that's where our, the mother instinct, like if you pay attention to that, it is, going to help you decide when to be a little more flexible like you're mm -hmm. you're saying that it's going to be another transition once we move in and settle in right. and that wouldn't be the right time to put these hard boundaries like nope you got to sleep in your bed and right. also not waiting until that happens there's a lot of like preparing you know like and I I did prepare them um especially the little one like, oh, we're moving houses and we're going to stay at mom's, eat my mom at grandma's house for a while. And you're going to sleep with mommy and daddy while we're there. And I find that preparing kids, toddlers, especially, even though even if they're mm -hmm. not verbal yet, even things like taking pictures with Santa or 
you mm. know, traveling on a plane for the first time, showing them videos of like what it's going to look like. And, you know, just a week or two of talking about it first before it happens, it really, really mm-hmm. helps because I've right. seen some of my friends who, you know, took the kids to Santa or whatever and like didn't give them a heads up and like right. they fly inside of them. Yeah. And right. you have to remember because we may forget, right? Like we're just so busy right. planning things, but not we may forget to talk to our kids because especially if they're not talking yet, it's it may just not be in our awareness right yeah I've definitely had those moments where I'm like I kind of just assume that especially like my seven-year-old like I assume he knows we're doing something and he'll be like oh I had no idea and I was like oh I need to like explicit sometimes sometimes I need to be more explicit in in explaining what we're doing something else that I noticed I don't know if your if your almost three-year-old does this yet but my four-year-old she will ask me the same question like over and over and over again. Like she, it's not because she's forgotten. She knows she'll narrate back to me kind of what I've said, but she needs that reassurance and she needs that repetition that we're going on the airplane, right? And it's going to be at nighttime or the airplane doesn't fly at night. Do airplanes fly at night? And we'll have this conversation multiple times. And like, I mean, even when we moved from New York to Austin, she thought every place that we stayed in was Austin. Like she thought the Airbnb was Austin. Like she doesn't know, she doesn't understand it's like a, it's a place. It's not a home, you know? And so she like associates our home in New York was like, that was New York. That was the whole of Brooklyn in that, (laughs) in the little apartment. You know, it's like, it's interesting what they pick up and with any transition, whether it's like moving is a big one and like travel far away and for a long period of time, it's, it's big for their little lives where they don't have the perspective of time. I think time is a very jumbled concept for like the sub, probably the sub sixes or whatever, even the sub fives, maybe. Um, yeah, that repetition, that just that patience that you need for them to really understand these like very concrete 3D concepts that we've kind of made. But for them, it's like they're living still in that dream world. You know, we spoke about one of the episodes that we've done. We spoke about subconscious, the, the development of the subconscious. And these, and these kids are still in that phase where it's like things are kind of half. They're like one foot in reality, one foot in, in la-la land a little bit. And so like... And we're living all in reality. So it's, it's interesting to bridge that for them and how we translate that for them will, will I think dictate how, how the experience is for everybody and make it a better experience or a more frustrating one, you know? Mm-hmm. What would you say are your top three tips for moving or traveling? Cause you've done a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Um, keeping it super simple. So let's. I don't know if this will, con- well, maybe this will convey to moving because moving has many different parts depending on how big the move is, but keeping it simple. So like for this holiday or this vacation that we're on now, I purposefully, we didn't, we ended up staying somewhere for two nights, but we only two nights in addition to where we are now, but that was only kind of what we decided later, you know, previous me with our children would have been like, okay, well, we have to maximize the time. So three days in this city and then three days in another city and then a week of here, you know, like. And I just thought, I'm not going to make this hard for myself. I'm already having to adjust to like jet lag, a change of country, a change of language, just the whole environment. We don't know what to expect. We're going to stay in like one place. We're going to do more of an extended holiday because we could. We had the time, like the kids weren't in school and we could work remotely, which is not something we've ever really been able to do. So by just staying in one place and keeping it simple. I also recommend for travel, like renting a house versus staying in a hotel because you have a kitchen, you can control like your meals. It's just, you have more space 
and like with with I've also found like as our family has grown, having like now we have a, a family of five, but if you had four family of four, like at least two bedrooms, like we've done it where we would put everybody in one bedroom. If you want any time to breathe and do anything else, like you need an extra bedroom. And even we had friends come and stay with us, which was pretty nice for like just for five days, which was the perfect amount. But we had to put our kids, all three kids in one bedroom. And I was like, how is this, how is this going to go? Cause they've never all slept together in one room really, except if we're all in this one little hotel room together. And it definitely makes a difference because like having an extra room, just, it doesn't have to be big, just some space. I think, I think that's the same thing with moving too. It's like, if you're moving in this transition, you need, you need that space physical space or what, or even just space in your days, like what would you call that? I don't know, temporal space to breathe, to like, you know, but like the, the key thing is simplicity. So you spoke about like not having all of your things with you and, and toys and stuff. And it's kind of nice to like, just have a few little things for kids when you, when you're traveling, just like a few books, maybe a few small little like card games or toys, whatever's age appropriate and not being so cluttered by all of the all this stuff. So that's why I think travel and moving, as I said, like moving is a big reset. So is travel for me. It's like when I do my thinking, it's kind of when I set goals for myself, when I have like big, it, it, it provides me with the space to have these like aha moments in my life because I'm not kind of bogged down by the everyday things in my, like when I'm in my house, I'm like, oh, I need to clean that or oh, I need to organize this or oh, I need to declutter this. When I'm in someone else's, when I'm in a rental house, it's not my responsibility to deep clean a fridge or something. So I can, I have a lot more time to reset. And that's why I like kind of one of the reasons I like doing it. It's like a fresh environment just gives you a different perspective. So definitely simplicity, having some space and like just not over planning activities. One activity a day, you don't need to do like 55 things with little kids. Like when it's just an adult only holiday, then you can go tour and go crazy. But with children, they need sleep to be pleasant. And you do as a parent as well. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think with moving? How, what has helped you so far? I mean, you're still very well, much in yeah, it. Thinking about it. I mean, at this point where we're at now, so just the planning, the move and planning to get out of the house. So like I mentioned, lots of preparation, talking about what's going to happen, I think is going to help smooth things out a little bit or a lot. You know, and I'm sure most people, when they move, they talk to their kids, but I would recommend like uh, way ahead of time, like weeks ahead of time, kind of as things are moving along, start preparing them. So that would be one. Two, I would, you know, like I said, you just have your essentials, but right. I think for the kids, like what they're attached to, you need to make sure that you have that. And same with travel. So mm-hmm. um, actually our nanny was helping us pack. And luckily, like we were just moving things from our home to my mom's house for our temporary stay. So it wasn't like a faraway hotel or like we're not moving across the country. So I was going yeah, back and forth. something. Right. And that was kind of like setting up our rooms in my mom's house before the final day out of our old house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had noticed like the kids' favorite blankets were packed away. Luckily, those boxes weren't all taped up yet. And so I was able to get their the blankets that they want their stuffed animals and you know that kind of thing because it's really nice when you have help but also like you need to stay on top of things because they don't know your kids like you know your kids and right you know kind of managing that whole thing and so yeah I think even us as adults like 
for me, my thing is like my, my neck massager, like I need to make sure I had that. And for my husband, he has all these little things that make him comfortable at night, like to put on his bedside table. And so I had all those kinds of things ready. Like, like I mentioned, it was easier because it was just down. My mom lives two blocks away from my old house. So just driving Mm -hmm. down, setting up the room so that we can be comfortable when we started living here. So yeah, just the things we're attached to just a few things um, to kind of feel a little normalcy while you're kind of in this transition. And then I would say the third is just like, you know, you have to go with the flow plans change all the time. And so just right. being flexible in that. And when things don't go according to plan, not staying hooked on what it was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. I mean, and kind of on that is like, there are lots of things that you cannot control and your children will be okay. You know, like they are resilient. If you believe in them, they will like pick up on that belief of self-trust. You know, I go back and forth whether we're born with self-trust and then it kind of like dissipates or if it's like as parents, we instill that trust in our children initially, but like we're all on our individual paths in life. You know, this is where we, what we talk about a lot. And so our children and our children have chosen this life. If you believe in that kind of thing, like they've chosen to be in this family unit. And so whichever, whatever something blocks big or small, they can weather that storm with your support. So like with moving, there's delays, there's like unexpected things. You might have to stay somewhere else that you didn't expect. The same with travel. You know, we, we're we traveling back in a couple of days and I'm like, I'm not attached to the fact that our flight could get canceled or we could easily miss the connection. You know, when we fly back to the US, there's, we have quite a tight connection to fly back to Austin. And like, I'm like, okay, we might be spending the night in New Jersey. And like, I think past me would have been like, this is terrible, but I'd rather just be unattached to the fact that this is what travel is. If we want to do the, if you want to up level in some way. So like, I would consider traveling and seeing the world for me. This is something that like feeds my soul, helps me up level. The same with like you moving to like a bigger, nicer home for your family. That's like up leveling your lifestyle, whatever. If you want to do that, you have to take some risks. And you will grow in that process and your children will see that like it's important for them. Like you don't want to be stuck, you know, like you don't, and you don't want them to not be able to manage change or adversity. And like, these are little things that we all have to learn as, as we grow. And it's important, like I think, and believing that our children will be okay and adaptable and it might not always be smooth, but it'll all work itself out. I think is very important to set the tone of how you approach any challenge not just moving and traveling, but I don't know if you have any comments on that. Yeah. Uh, like you said, it's not just regarding travel and moving, but traveling and moving is definitely a good exercise for that. Modeling how you handle challenges and when things don't go according to plan. And yeah, it's, we get, I mean, I get frustrated and I've talked to my husband about, you know, something that happened with a contractor and my daughter's like, what happened, mom? And I like, you know, try to explain to her, like some people are just not in integrity with their word. And, you know, it's frustrating. And I can have feelings of frustration, but I don't have to stay in them. You know, I know it's just me venting to my husband and not like, I'm still proud of how I I handled it with the contractor Mm -hmm. and acted with grace in a challenging situation. Right. We may have lost a little money here or there. And it's like, like, like you said, it's a risk and I'm learning so much. I could probably do this later on in life again. <laughs> right. Right. Renovate another house or something. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, but like, if you don't take that risk, you also don't get that reward. 
right? So if you decided, hey, I'm just staying in my comfort zone, we're just going to stay in the same house for the rest of our lives because it's too much of a hack to move, it's too much of a risk, the money, the blah, blah, blah. Then you just stay in this like mediocre vanilla type of thing. And like, we don't want to look back on our lives and be like, oh, I should have done that when I had that opportunity to, you know? So, and the, and the other thing I would say is what I try and remember when things don't go according to plan, like missed flights or maybe delays with moving in. It's like, this happened maybe for a reason that we will never understand. And maybe it was just, it was better timing for us. Like you and I spoke a lot about the moving and there was a home that you really loved that you didn't end up getting. And like, I choose to believe that there's a reason like this, this house that you found is the one that you're supposed to have for whatever reason. And, you know, sometimes we just have to be, sometimes we just have to accept that we won't know the reason why things don't work out or why we have these disappointments, but we trust that it was for our greater good in the end, you know? Mm-hmm. So even though that's taking the high road and sometimes you're just like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I've, I've gone through a lot at this point, you know, in life that, and, I look back and things that looked seemingly bad, so many things great came out of it. And so now when things don't happen the way I want, I just know I I can still feel frustrated, but I still, at the end of the day, I know things happen for a reason and it's usually for the greater good of whatever the plan is or just something better than I ever could have thought of, you know, and that has proven itself time and time again in my life. So I know it's the same for all. It's just how you look at it. It's it's all your perspective and your choice of how you handle that and how you can turn that into a positive, even though there, you can't live life without negative feelings, right? Like That's just like unreasonable and un- right. impossible. But yeah, it's definitely uh, like one of my friends says, it's like, it's like sandpaper and it just smooths us out like these challenging things. Mm, That's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, growth doesn't really happen without challenge or difficulty. You know, we, we learn our biggest lessons when we are challenged and when things are hard. So we need those to, in order to appreciate the good things that we have. So I think it's, it's part of the, it's part of the yin and the yang. It's part of the balance of life that we, mm-hmm. that we go through things that maybe don't seem that are not ideal in the moment. And ultimately it's how we deal with them and how we choose to deal with them. And yes, we all have feelings of frustration and anger and grief and all of that kind of stuff. Choosing not to dwell on that is really important because you, what you create more of what you seek, like, you know, you see, you know, what am I I'm not explaining this very eloquently, but the more you focus on something, the more it kind of expands. So you want to be focusing on the good things, not the, not the bad right. things. Yeah. yeah. Focus on the good and the good gets better. So mm-hmm. staying in what you can do right now, even if like something's frustrating, like what's the worst that can happen? Like, so you miss a flight or so we have to stay here another couple of weeks. Like, and right. even if we had to move out and go to an Airbnb or whatever, like everything is always going to be okay. There's always yeah. another choice. And I think going into that with just like, are you going to have your, your fists clenched or are you going to have it open? Right. Like right. being just open is has more circulation. It just feels better. It's ready mm. to receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you can hold and someone else's time. hand when you're just open, right? Yeah. And in the meantime, we're making, creating all these memories with your kids. Like, even if it's like the good memories and the bad memories, 
or not bad, but challenging times, um, they mm-hmm. remember that too and how you handle it. So mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see how your new house comes along and I hope it happens. You know, I hope it happens in the perfect timing. I know it will happen in the perfect timing. I hope that timing is what you want to. <laughs> yeah. Like I hope it happens sooner really- rather than later because staying, staying with your mom for extended periods of time is like, you know, that's not always ideal, but can, but can be great. Like it could be amazing too, like to have that time with her mm-hmm. as well. Oh, but yeah. you, you know, yeah, definitely. You also want your I get extra space. babysitting hours because like someone's home. Yeah. Home exactly. Yeah. That's so great. Her cooking and just, you know, that's her love language is like giving. And so it's really nice that she can do that for us too. Like right. she's enjoying Nurture that. you. Mm-hmm. How long have you been there for now? With your Two mom? weeks now. I can't believe oh, it. Wow. It feels like a week. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember you telling me, you were like, it's moving day. And that felt like yesterday. That must've been two weeks ago. <laughs> I know. So wow. much fun. That's why. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it was great catching up with you and talking about mm-hmm. traveling and moving, which I'm sure won't be the last in our lives. You know, for for my audience, the pregnant mamas, they're probably not even thinking about traveling quite yet. But at some point, it's going to happen. And it is going to be a science and an art for sure, like planning, like all that hard stuff, but also the flowy stuff of just going with whatever happens and knowing it's going to be okay. Yeah. And I think moving, especially for your audience, I feel like there are a lot of people, a lot of women that end up moving like right before they have a baby. It is kind of intertwined. Like you're like, Oh, we're pregnant. Uh Oh, we need to move to like a bigger space or a different town or something. So it's like something that, you know, I think people navigate a lot. I think it's very relevant, but like you could apply this, these concepts and principles that we've spoken about to any challenging situation. But yeah, I think these are things that a lot of people experience. And one last thing before we wrap up, I mean, I do feel grateful for like the fact that I'm sitting here in Spain talking to you and you're in your mom's house. Like we're not in our homes. We're still able to like connect. It's kind of cool. Even though we've never met in real life, like we've connected over video so many times. It's kind of amazing. Um, and even just to have the ability to travel and like, to be in a position to move home. Like that's not something that everybody gets to do. And so these are, these are blessings to be grateful for totally. taking knowledge, even, even though they're tough, they can be tough, I know. but right. They're also our choice. You know? I know. I'm like, Oh, my poor life. Like last week, I was like, what? Grout tiles. <laughs> like the grout, between, like which shade of gray grout am I going to choose? It's such a hard decision. And I'm like, Oh my yeah. God, this is like, you know, so silly, but it's it's really fun too. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, that's maybe your second, in your next life, you're going to be an interior designer or an architect or something. Or maybe in this life you can do it as well. It's nice to express like the creativity and like putting this house together. So yeah, lots of, lots of good things happening. Well, we've come to the end of another great conversation and catch up and we have so many more things we can talk about and we will (laughs) yeah yeah we have a running list yeah we'll keep you all posted and if you guys have any ideas or anything you're curious about during pregnancy postpartum you know the first seven years of baby's life which we have another episode coming out talking about the first seven years which is you know, Julie's jam. That's what she loves to help mamas with. Let us know. 
reach out to either one of us and we we could talk for forever about any one of these topics. So if you guys are interested in anything else, also let us know. Yeah, thank you so much, Melissa. Yeah. It's always such a pleasure chatting to you. So. Thank you.